Greetings, Earthlings. <laughs> this is how we're doing the commercial. If you're, yeah. if you're listening on the podcast, why did my alien just turn to a Southerner? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that is... Greetings, that is Earthlings. You if you're not watching this on YouTube, you're missing out because I look like an alien right now. Uh, and this is how we're going to do the commercial for, hey, Forte Catholic needs some financial assistance. And I've said that before. And some people have been very generous and uh, it would be great. Like we're just getting started. I know a lot of people are really struggling right now with the global pandemic, but if you have some financial stability and are able to give, I would really appreciate it. I got Southern again. <laughs> ForteCatholic.com slash donate. I'm a, I, I'm an alien, but I came from a planet, planet south of here. <laughs> please, please donate to send Taylor back to space, Texas. Amen. ForteCatholic.com slash donate. You can give monthly or one-time gift. It's be real helpful. Take me to your leader. <laughs> that was the worst ad I ever heard. Oh, it's going first. It's so funny. <laughs> hey, it's your livelihood. You put out there what you want. Everyone who makes fun of Nickelback listened to them nonstop for a season in their life, and they loved it. Welcome to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll. That is Father Anthony Sharapa. Welcome in. We're happy to have you in today. Father Anthony, I see you over there chuckling. How are you? I'm doing very well. How are you, former Nickelback fan? Oh, I mean, everyone was. Everyone somewhere around our age was a Nickelback fan. You know how I know that? Because they were played every three songs on the radio. We all yeah, listened to the same pop yeah, radio station. And everyone loved them until they decided to hate them, which mm -hmm. is very strange to me. And I just, I just want people to be honest with themselves, really. They don't need to be honest with me. They just need to be honest with themselves. <laughs> it's good calling people out. <laughs> First thing on the show. Very much so. Well, that's that's our style here. So Forza Catholic, uh, it's all about uh, the joy of the gospel and also poking fun at people. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> that's what we're here for. Uh, speaking of, of poking fun at, we have to poke fun at something that we both absolutely love to start off the show. Are you ready for okay, this? Well, yeah, what is this? The thing that we are poking fun of is the church. So there's this church that we are both, <laughs> we are both a part of, and we both yeah, had... Yeah. Um, uh, very recently had experiences of where this this institution and the body of Christ that you and I both love mm -hmm. has driven us crazy. And it's oh, not yes. big things. Like, it's not a big thing, but to you and I, it was a big deal. <laughs> so one so, uh, of the things that I, I enjoy about our friendship is that without ever even saying it, we both gave each other permission over a year ago to just call each other when we're upset, rant, and then hang up the phone. Like, we don't have a conversation yeah. after that. It's like, okay, cool. Bye. I, yeah, I just need someone to yell at for like five minutes, and that, that's it. And that is the place that I hold in your life, and that makes me very happy, and I'm not being sarcastic at all. Uh, no. So you called me with a rant. And mm -hmm. then I called you with a very similar rant within about four days. So, but yes. but in, in the timeline uh, of this story, you started first. So uh, it all involved the state of Florida, which shouldn't surprise anyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. So I was doing a, a wedding out of state uh, for my youth minister, and I had never done this before. Both the couples were Catholic. Now, normally, 
in my diocese, if both couples are Catholic, then I don't have to send in the paperwork downtown. I've got the authority to just record it and put it away and all that stuff. So I figured, hey, I'll just bring the paperwork to Florida. A few weeks out, I get an email from the parish I'm doing the wedding at saying, hey, where's your paperwork? And it turns out my diocese definitely needs the paperwork. So I'm like, uh, okay, well, my uh, the headquarters is, is, is downtown, like an hour and some change away from my parish. But I thought to myself, you know what? Fine, I'll just drive down there and deal with it and just get it done with. So I drive everything down there. Then I get a phone call the next day saying, I didn't turn in the cover sheets. And because I didn't turn in the cover sheets, they can't send the paperwork to the diocese of Orlando. Now, let me tell you, the information on this cover sheet was the exact same information I had recorded several times, and the paperwork is already there, okay? And I said, you know what, uh, can I just, can I just, you know, fax it to you, or can I just, like, actually, I didn't say fax. I said, can I scan it to you? And I offered the fax, because maybe they're weird and accept only faxes. No! They need the actual piece of paper. Now, this piece of paper doesn't have even a raised seal on it, so it's not even, like, a thing. And it just drove me crazy. Now, it turns out everything was fine after I turned it in. They got the paperwork, and my youth minister is married. Happy marriage, Patrick and Phoebe. You guys are great. But it just drove me insane that I couldn't just... Actually, her name is Regina Falange. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> well, I guess... Because you I filled out the, marriage... the paperwork. I hope the marriage still counts. You filled out the paperwork incorrectly. And for the yeah, eight so people that, was... that got that joke, you're welcome. <laughs> So that was my angry at the church and paperwork story. So there's this thing in the church, uh, we, like one of the, the one of the greatest things about the church is that the ch- it, it, we are a church of tradition. Like we've been around mm. for over two thousand years, uh, or not at over. Actually, it's a little under because the church started. It'll be two thousand years in about thirteen. <laughs> so but- yeah, well, I feel like all my life we've been saying it's been around for two thousand years, and that's always been a lie. I don't understand like, why we. The church started when Jesus was born. Nope, <laughs> it didn't. It started at Pentecost, which was in about thirteen years from now, two thousand years ago. <laughs> okay, good. And for one year, we can say it was two thousand years ago. After that, we're gonna start counting. Right. I'm yell at anybody who doesn't count. <laughs> it's like people who are like, "My baby's two thousand and three months old." <laughs> no. <laughs> Your baby's thirty-seven. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if the math checks out, but it was funny anyway. Uh, don't, don't ever fact check jokes. It'll ruin your whole experience of this show and anything funny. So mm-hmm. uh, the, we got the big T traditions, and those are things like you know the, the that the Pope goes all the way back to the original Pope. You got, you got the bishops, and they all got ordained by a bishop who was ordained by a bishop who was ordained by, all the way back. To the original 11 disciples, because Judas didn't get those powers. Uh, he, he left early. <laughs> so they got, they got a replacement in Matthias. So they did. Was 12. Yeah. They did. Um, he was on the bench. So we've got those big T traditions. But then yes. one of the... One of the um, Side effects. You know how like you can take a you can take a drug that is good for you. You know, like yes. an over the counter thing, or like you know, uh, um, like uh, antibiotics, and it does what it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. It kills the virus within you. And boy, do we wish we had something for that virus that's pesky here recently. Um, but there are side effects. It's like oh, it might make you drowsy. It might upset your stomach. It might give you a headache. And I feel like the big T traditions are the antibiotic. But sometimes we have these small T traditions in the church that we also think are super old, which mm-hmm. and and because we're Catholic, old has to mean good, right? This uh, is true. So we have those small T traditions, and they're real dumb. Like 
Here's the thing. If they would have if they would have said to you, "No, you can't scan an email." Because that technology only came out 20 years ago. But yes. you can fax it because, you know, it came out 100 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fine. But they don't even accept faxes. Like, no one alive today knows how to use a fax machine. Like, <laughs> That's not true. There is one parish lady in every parish who knows how to fax things. No, she and they, died and yesterday. They are the only thing. <laughs> oh, so sad. <laughs> okay, I stand corrected. Oh, man, you want to hear something real sad in the middle of this rant? Yeah, sure. I was going through deleting contacts today mm. uh, out of my phone. Just like people, I, I try to scroll through and it takes forever because I've, like, right. I'm an extrovert. I've picked up 8,000 contacts a year and I've had this same, you know, phone ecosystem for 10 years. So, like, mm. there are people that I talked to once and I was like, hey, we'll get a drink one time. And I was 19. And that was illegal. Uh, so, we didn't do that. <laughs> and then I never talked to them again. Like, so I was going through delete. I had to delete some people who had passed away. It was really wow. like for the first time in my life. I'm old now. Yeah, real That's sad. Weird and morbid, it was, yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, I also like how I made it sad for me. Uh, whoops. <laughs> um, but okay, so back to the small t traditions. Is like really like old does not equal good. It does in the big t traditions, but in the small t traditions, it's like, come on, church. Okay. So that was your story. You did it. You went to Florida. You came back alive. I'm really yeah, happy but, for you. But yours is even dumber, in oh, my opinion. Oh, <laughs> Anthony. So this this made me real happy. Ironically enough, while you were in Florida because yeah. of the, the situation that you had, right? Uh, I called you because I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm going to try not. I'm going to try not to give any input as I'm reading this. I'm just going to read you this email thread. And the, the, mm-hmm. this email thread came out of... Um, there's a parish, ironically enough, in Florida where two yeah. friends of mine work. And they've been telling me for months, it's like, hey, we don't know what our youth ministry is going to look like this year. A lot of parishes are in this. You know, do, do, like all the parish ministries, are they going to meet in person? Is it going to be online? Is it going to be some quasi? You know, like everybody's trying to figure it out. And I don't envy them at all. I'm really happy oh. to not be in a parish right now. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> uh, all the small tea traditions are dead now. Uh, so we. They were like, hey, whenever we eventually have our youth ministry kickoff, we want to fly you out. We want to bring you in. You can speak, lead worship. Like, it'll be our big kickoff, whenever that is. You know, whether we don't, usually it's in August. It might be September. We might have to push back to November, maybe in the spring. We don't know. I'm like, dude, anytime you want me to come over, I'll come over. Happy to do it. Well, they finally called me back and they were like, yeah, we're not doing in person this year. So we're going to do it on Zoom. Would you like to still be our kickoff? It's just going to be on Zoom. I said, absolutely. So I'm, I'm, I'm booked to do a Zoom from right here in this room. I'm going to speak and lead worship for these kids in Florida. Cool. Uh, my friend sends me an email and says, here's what we need from you. We need to know that you are a Catholic in good standing. Anytime you're doing an event outside of your diocese, you need this. So uh, it's a letter for your pastor saying you haven't done any crimes. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because he would know. I don't know why it's not for the local police department, but whatever. Um mm-hmm. So I, I have to send this to the diocesan office. He says it's it's actually a long process, and we can't promote the event until you're an approved speaker. So can you do it pretty quickly to expedite that process? Email him a copy, but then also mail him one. Okay, here's the email. Hello, sir. Adrian Garaldi 
asked me to send you this letter of good stand send this letter of good standing to you in preparations for a digital event I plan to help them with on September 30th. I will also be ma- mailing a copy to you as he requested. Thanks. And then I I I add the document. Mm-hmm. He responds. <clears throat> Hello. Please send the original letter or letterhead to and then he lists the address. Unfortunately, we cannot accept emailed letters of good standing. Also, who is your contact at the Diocese of Orlando? So, uh, Father Anthony, if you've been following along the two-email thread, who yes. is my contact in the Diocese of Orlando? Yeah. <laughs> it was the guy who told you to email the, the thing to expedite the process. That I listed in the first email. Exactly. So I respond, howdy. Thanks for the response. Did you not get the text part of, part of my message with the first email? And then I just copy and paste it because I'm thinking like maybe like sometimes when you get an attachment, like you don't see the text. Okay. So I, right. ju- I just send the text back and then he, he responds, yes. What parish is she associated with? Adrian, I can see. Okay. A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E. Okay. Could be a male or a female name. I had a professor in college with that same name who was a female. That's fine. But you should, if you work in the diocese and you've been doing this a while, you should probably know the people in your, in your diocese. It's kind of your job to serve the PayPal at the parish. Okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so you would think. So I go, I, I don't know. It's not my job to know this. So I have to go on, like, stalk this guy. Okay, fine. He works at St. Matthew's in Winter Haven. You know why it doesn't matter where it is, Anthony? Because I'm doing you- the event right here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, then he responds. Oh, and by this point, I'm on the phone with you. And I read you this one as I'm reading it, and I'm going ballistic. Thank you, Mrs. (laughs) Schroll. So there are two people involved in this. Adrian and Taylor. We're both very much male. I'm married with three children. He's engaged and getting married soon. Uh, to a woman, (laughs) uh, Mrs. Schroll, I'll reach out to her for the details of the letter of authorization. Have a blessed day. And here's what I said. Thanks, though we are both males. (laughs) (laughs) And then he says, LOL, thanks for the clarification. You are certainly right. Like I was in question about what was going on. (laughs) Right, right, right. You would or wouldn't know. I mean, you would or wouldn't know. Oh boy! So that was my experience with. Uh, and here's the thing: you, you want to share the thing you pointed out. I have to do this whole letter of good standing. None of this should have had to happen. And why is that? Well, because you're not gonna be there, right? You're not gonna be in contact with. Like, does does if they play a Father Mike Schmitz video, uh, does Father Mike Schmitz does he have to send a letter of good standing to every YouTube <laughs> account? Like, this is this makes no sense to my brain. Oh, they wouldn't call Father Mike a missus. <laughs> <laughs> he is a beautiful, beautiful man. <laughs> he is. So here's the thing. Like, there's so much of this in the church. Where she, I mean, this was mine was more silly than anything. But it's yeah. like, yeah, you're like, like, really? We can't just email? It's the same piece of paper. Like, literally all I did, like, Anthony, I'm not even sending... An original copy, like some, like for like some government things, they're like, "Hey, we had an original copy of your social security." Okay, cool. It's not even original copy. All I did was take the email that I scanned to him. 
I printed that out and I put it in the mail. Like it's literally the same document. And you know what he's going to do when he gets it? He's going to scan it in and save it into his digital records. <laughs> no, I <laughs> Taylor, I can guarantee that is not what is going to happen. <laughs> They're going to take it in a little file and put it somewhere and it'll never be looked at again. Exactly. If if, if if even that much happens. See, there's two things. Like I'm sure like I would love to hear an explanation about why I cannot send paperwork uh, via the internet, okay? Like, give me an explanation. Give me a reason. But I think there's two things in law. Like, when you have a tradition like this, or if you have, like, an institutional thing, the idea is that these laws do something to either protect people or something like that. Okay, I get that. But also, there's another aspect to these sort of things, and that's the performative aspect. (laughs) (laughs) So they have to say they put you through that. So if they ever get like, look, we did all the good things. It's all a performance. And it's that kind of like missing the reality for the performance that drives me insane. Now, feel free to correct me. Go ahead and tweet or email Taylor and, and he'll tell me and I'll ignore him. But I like I just don't understand the reason. Just tell me why we have to do this. Tell me My why. My email me- is Anthony at nine parishes in one dot org. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Like, tell me some crazy story about a guy who hoodwinked an entire diocese via email. Okay? Like, like if there's one example why you can't do this, I'm willing to listen. But stuff like this just drives me crazy. There was that one guy who got himself in trouble, and he faxed it. So they said, never again. <laughs> exactly. Okay? Like, I respect that. I get that. I've had some never again moments in my life as a priest. I've only been ordained four years. Okay? So I get that. But, like, no one has an explanation for me. I've asked around. I don't know why. It's unreal. It's unreal. So uh, it's like, come on, church. We, we can do better than this. We really can. It's like, uh, like you were saying, okay, like, here's the thing. You're making me, like, jump through hoops like a, like a circus animal. When there are laws in Arkansas that it's like you can't buy coconuts while looking at a circus animal. It's like th- somebody did that <laughs> once, but that doesn't mean it should still be a law. Like, we can, we can move on. And it's like, we're not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. It's not like, oh, we started accepting... Um, you know, you know, paperwork through emails from an ordained priest in Pittsburgh, and now the Eucharist isn't real. Like, it's not like that's <laughs> going to happen. Like, there's a difference between big T traditions and small T traditions. Right. Okay. I, I, I think I'm done ranting. Are you done ranting? Yeah, yeah I had forgotten how angry I was, and then you reminded <laughs> me of how angry I was. Uh, you know what's <laughs> funny? What? This is how you remind me of what I really am. Who sings that song? I wanted to say Creed, but it's not. Is this um? Wait, is this a reference to your intro? It's again? Nickelback. <laughs> is it Nickelback? Yes. Wow. <laughs> All right, let's what talk. Was it? <laughs> there was a long period where, like, we really liked singers that sounded like they had potatoes in their mouths when they sang. <laughs> I don't know why we, as a culture, decide to like that. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> we should end the segment there. I don't, you know what? We're going to. That's the perfect ending. <laughs> I had more to it's say, but we're ending the segment there because it was a perfect bookends that you did not prepare for, and then I second guess myself. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Father Anthony, have you ever gotten a rash under your armpit? Oh my goodness, yes. Really? Yeah, like it gets like if you got like bad deodorant or whatever, it gets like all rough down there. It's the worst feeling. I did like here's the thing. I I was about to like out myself for this. I didn't yeah. know it was a thing that happened to other people. I just got mm-hmm. it for the first time. Yeah, it's really uncomfortable. And I found out what it is. It's like all the deodorants that we use have metal in them. So yeah. it's just like your skin's just like, "Why are you rubbing metal on me?" Yeah, and man. your skin doesn't like that. Um so 
there's new deodorant. I actually just ordered it. I haven't gotten it yet because they haven't started shipping them. But uh, Catholic Bonco, who has been making my beard glorious for many years, except mm-hmm. right now it is so bushy because <laughs> barber shops aren't open and I can't get it trimmed and I'm going insane. Uh, but uh, that's not Catholic Bonco's fault. Uh, but they, they've made new deodorant. I ordered one for myself. I ordered one for my wife. It's a, it's a surprise until she listens to this. Dang it. She just found out before. Honey, don't listen to this yet. Dang it. It didn't work. <laughs> Okay, but uh, you can buy uh, deodorant. It doesn't have all the crazy stuff in it, and it smells tremendous. I went to a baptism the other day, and I was wearing the chrism balm oil, and people were like, were you the baby baptized? <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, but I smelled nice. So you can, you can still get all your, your balm, your uh, beard balms, lotions, uh, lip, lip balms, but now there is new deodorant. I'm going to try it out, and I'm so excited. Uh, so go try it out, fortecatholic.com slash beard. back to Fortin Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll. That is still Father Anthony Sharapa, the Pittsburgh's okayest priest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to prove that today. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this segment is perfectly designed for me to fail at, and I'm I have feelings about it. So he, here's the thing. Uh, also, I like how you just changed your name on Zoom at some point to Anthony Cardinal Sharapa, and this is going to prove that you'll never be a cardinal as well. Whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> to be a cardinal, you don't have to be a good preacher. You just have to know people. That's different. You just have to know how to use a fax machine. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, we're going to do this this thing that I invented last week, and I, I really and truly invented it for you. Uh, and mm-hmm. by that, I mean I invented it for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it's something that I like to think that I'm rather good at. Because I got taught as a, at a young age that if you only do things that you're good at, it looks like you're good at everything. So I only mm-hmm. will play a game or make a bet that I think I can win at. So I created yeah. this game that I'm usually pretty, like I'm kind of creative, uh, relatively. Um, but I, I think I'm pretty good at this game. And the game is called Freestyle Preaching. And what it is, is it's me and what and, and my ho- and my co-host for the day. Um, and I think I'll crush all three of you. That's why I invented the game. Even though people uh, voted saying that Liv won last week when, boy, she did not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, People just like trolling me. Uh, But Mm -hmm. it's fair because this whole segment is to troll you and they're trying to troll me. So we're just keeping the trolling going and that's how the the world will know that we are Christian. They'll know we are Christians because we're trolls. Because we're trolls. We're trolls. <laughs> and it all started with Taylor Schrolls. <laughs> all right. So See, already you're flexing on me. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so this game, um, my, I, I and you will each give mm-hmm. each other three completely random words. And then we have to each give a 60-second homily or sermon um, based on or using those three words. So, you know, this is like daily daily homilies should be, like for daily mass, where the priest, yes. like, I, I've talked to you. You don't plan for your da- daily homilies. You listen to the gospel, and you're like, hey, this is what Jesus said again. Everybody please stand. Like, you know. <laughs> so uh, we, you get as much preparation for this as you do your daily mass homilies, because I'm going to give you the three words, mm-hmm. and then just you have 60 seconds to give – 
a homily or a sermon. For you, it's a homily. For me, it's a sermon because I can't do that. I'm not, I'm no deacon okay. or priest. Because <laughs> sure. those are the rules. Uh, those are the rules. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to fax you the three words so that you can see them. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the segment will be done in eight to ten business days. <laughs> okay. uh, would you like to give words first or receive words first? Oh, man. See, if if I give you three words and you absolutely crush it, I'll be so demoralized and you'll be so in my head that I'll have even less of a chance. So let's just jump in. Go ahead and give me the three words. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to try to make it easy for you. I'm going to give you words uh, like Anchorman, my favorite movie. I talked about this last week. I like yes. just picking things in the room and saying mm-hmm. that I love them. So uh, looking, I'm looking right behind you, and there is cr- a cross. Mm-hmm. There is a Forte Catholic hat. So cross – Hat and book. I'm, I'm, I'm just setting you up with an easy one. Cross, hat, and book. Your time begins now. So we read in the book of the Bible the story uh. of Jesus Christ on the cross. <laughs> <laughs> and while some people will uh, take the profession of preaching and easily boo it, easily malign it, that sort of thing, you really have to put on your theologian's hat to get to the depths of the mystery of the cross to realize how deeply... Our God loves us, and that is displayed perfectly uh, with Christ on the cross. You th- you're you're happy with yourself? Yeah, because I got I just I beat you on a technicality, and I'm pretty proud of no, that. No, you haven't. Be- you didn't do anything. All you did was say those three words in sentences. Yeah, so is that not the game? <laughs> it's supposed the to game? be a good sermon. <laughs> you gave me the rules. I won the game. Is basically what I'm trying to say. I thought I was going for time. I got all the words no. in. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus wore a hat on the Rule. cross in the Bible book. <laughs> That's not how you no, win. That's no. a bad one. Everything I said made sense. It made sense. It wasn't a word salad. And I was done in like 20 seconds. And this is like golf. It's like the smallest time. That's not how golf works. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, because time matters in golf. That game takes four and a half hours. <laughs> Boy, that was rough. You, okay, the point okay. of the game is to give a good sermon, not finish quickly. <laughs> Instructions were unclear. I don't know. You know what? You know what? It's my fault. I told you it was like daily mass. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Where you're like, I don't need to give a good homily. Just finish quickly. But the goal is to try to do both. That's what the people want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, they want a good homily quickly. That's the point. Okay. Mm, Interesting. I'll try that next time. I'll I'll, I'll try to show you how it's done. Give me my three words, please, sir. Okay. Do you want them hard or easy? Whatever you would desire. Um, Let's do... Styrofoam, pineapple, lamp. Styrofoam, pineapple, and lamp. Okay. I'm going to get the the easy one out of the way first. You know how God really truly shows us his love? He gave us one of your favorite foods from your favorite town or favorite country of Italy. And he also gave me pineapples to put on top top of said pizza, and that's that's why people can, that's why like God really does love us. He gives us all these things. We can have different desires. We can have different um, uh, like inklings of what we desire in food, what we desire in God. Um, it's like when you go up to a lamp. And you poke holes in a styrofoam cup, and then the light shines through. Amen. I did a homily just like you did. <laughs> I was wait, trying to wait. make it just like yours. <laughs> wait, though. The image of like using the styrofoam cup in the lamp, I thought that was brilliant. No, I, mean, I wouldn't use no, it. No, no, but, no, like, Anthony, it's not, though. I was just trolling you. 
It's not really. Good. I, I still don't understand the heart of this game. For me, it's like a word game, not like a preaching game. No, I can't like the goal of it is to give a good homily. I'm trying to make you a better homilist. <laughs> I, I I'm, I think I did a great job. I thought you did a great job. No, I, thought, I uh, didn't, and you I didn't. I think the segment so far is a great success. I think no, uh, you, people are very impressed with both of us. You like the segment because I'm frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm not saying that mine was was better, but it was shorter. And if the goal was to make it short, which I'm pretty sure you told me that's what the goal was, I know. Yeah, I, I think. You I mean, maybe poorly. I won. Your, your views on daily mass are very skewed, and that's why you're messing mm. up the game. It's not my fault you came in with this bad <laughs> idea of what you're supposed to do at daily mass, priest. Okay. <laughs> I'm, uh, do you understand now? You're trying to give a good homily. Good. Okay. Here's the problem, though. Good. I. Fe- I- good homily. I'm a decent preacher, okay? That's mostly because I pray before I'm preaching things. And I don't like the idea of me being judged on my daily mass homilies by this game. That being said, are we going to try again? Oh, yeah. We've got ten more minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sweating so much. Okay. Okay. Water bottle. Mm -hmm. Sweat. Sacrament. Uh, I can't do this seriously because I'm thinking about jokes. No. No jokes. Unless it's a preach joke that's not funny. Wait, you're good oh, at that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't use that many unfunny jokes in my homily. Okay, um, let's say. Okay, a lot of people. I'm, I'm gonna pretend this is a a baptismal. Oh, homily. I'm so happy about how yeah. you're gonna bring sweat into this. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so I I have to use sweat as an image. I can't just say the word sweat. You can't just okay, say the so word. Okay, so let's just say sweat, I'm doing a baptism. I'm doing a baptism. Okay. Okay. Uh, who, the, ba- the baby being baptized is little baby Taylor. Okay. So I'm beginning the homily. I think we can pretty easily say that Taylor has no idea what's going on, which is okay. Taylor's a baby. Taylor's not supposed to know what's going on. But this day, Taylor's going to receive the sacrament of baptism. Now, a lot of people will say, you know, what? I don't want to force baptism on my kid. Because I don't want to force them with a religion. It turns out, baby Taylor, uh, there's a lot of things that he can't choose. He can't choose what he's going to eat. You would never say, you know what, I don't know what kind of language he's going to speak or prefer, so I'm not going to teach him any language. No, you do all these things not to force something on them, but to give them a home. And that's not an easy thing to do. I mean, it's going to take your blood, sweat, and tears to raise this kid Catholic. But what you're doing today is the most important thing. It's this child's going to receive the sacrament of baptism. And it's not the same as taking some water bottle and pouring water over somebody's head. No, you, the Holy Spirit can come down upon this child. Original sin will be wiped away. And this child will receive a home in the church. <laughs> you, you did it. That was so good. <laughs> you did I cheated. It. I'm going to say I cheated because I used parts of my normal baptismal homily. I threw no, in those I things. No, I don't care. I don't care. Okay. I don't care at all. It was so good. And here's the thing. I was even going to make fun of you if you did a baptism homily in 60 yeah. seconds. And you went over, but I'm glad you went over because ah, I was going to okay. rake you over the coals if you did a 60-second baptism. Like, as a parent, I would have I would have like figured out a way to punch you through Zoom. <laughs> no, Wait, was- how many kids do you have? Do you want a long baptismal homily after you've heard a whole bunch already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I No one's ever focused on me, so that one day I want it to be focused on me. Fair, fair. Yeah, yeah. No, that was really good. Like, I'm proud of you. Like, it's unreal. Like, your first one was so bad. <laughs> and the second one was so good. 
Like, <laughs> it you. rivals some of the ones that I did last week. Like, it's really, okay. really good. It might be the best one we've done so far. Thank you. Okay. Uh, you ready? Yep. Um, crackers. <laughs> skull. This is things are in my... You can't see it. It's off screen. I got crackers, a skull, and a pen. So, uh, when, when the word of God was written down, like it, it, it wasn't just the, the author with his own pen just writing whatever he wanted. It was divinely inspired by the Holy Spirit. And whenever, like one of the things that we can actually see, like written down in, in ink that we can find in our Bibles or in your digital Bible like I use, it is there talking about the Eucharist. Now, some of our Protestant brothers and sisters will say that it's actually not there, but it really and truly is. Like this isn't just some cracker that we're eating. Like this truly is the body and blood of Jesus Christ. And I was going to use the third word perfectly and I have forgotten it. What was the third word? Skull. Skull. So every time that we as Catholics come to receive the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, we remember his death, and it reminds us of our death to prepare us for that. The memento mori. Like, we can p- picture the skull that we see from Sister Teresa Alatea. Like, it, 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 this reminds us every time we come through. When I was in, in, uh, in youth ministry growing up, my youth minister always said that whenever he was going up to receive communion, he would he would imagine that it was a line that at the end it was an executioner. And if you said, yes, I believe that this is Jesus, he would chop your head off. Is that how much that we believe this is truly the body and blood of Jesus Christ and not just a cracker? Amen. That was great. Yay! We're doing it. <laughs> See, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, the the only reason I'm good at this isn't because of natural talent. It's because I've been in youth ministry for so long. And, and you like, you have to take tangents as they come. So, actually, like, people right. heckling me is usually a good thing. I'm much better when people are heckling me than, than when it's just me talking. Oh, it's so good. So, that's why I like heckling you and, because you're not used yeah, to it. Yeah. Well, that, that's why I'm so bad at it because if someone heckles me during a homily, I just excommunicate them. So, I don't have to deal with that kind of stuff. You know, by throwing a cracker at them. <laughs> I'm just preaching. I just take out a box of crackers. I'm just like, well, in today's gospel, I was like, I'm a little hungry. <laughs> you don't worry. You've been saltied. <laughs> I already said mass once, so I don't have to fast. But you have to, okay? Oh man, good stuff. Okay, uh, we're we're like. I'm not going to make you do another one. We have a few minutes left. I could make you do another. I'm not going to because you're not going to do any better than you did in that last one. It was (laughs) really good. Like, I I really am impressed with you. And, like, not, like, actually impressed, just surprised and therefore impressed. (laughs) See, this is what you do in life. You first set the bar real low. I've learned that in my life. And that's what I did. And then the second time, you're like, oh, wow. Speaking of setting the bar low, yeah. <laughs> oh, Barlow Girl. If anyone remembers Barlow Girl, give me it. We're, 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 it's, it's, it's funny because I think they were contemporaries in the Christian world of Nickelback. Anyway, it's a whole <laughs> Okay. If you know who Barlow, I'm going to get like four messages of people saying, yes. hey, we love Barlow Girl. Um, or we hate Barlow Girl. Either way. Uh, who's better, Barlow Girl or Nickelback? <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I don't know. Bar- you said something about Barlow. Yeah, you set the bar really low. Oh, you set the bar low. That's right. So I've been working out more recently, Mm -hmm. and I tried to test my jumping ability the other day. And there's this thing where you just, like, it's essentially like a box jump, but it's on a pole. Like, you just, like, continually raise it up. 
So there's a platform that just continually goes up. So I kept going up and up and up and up. And one day I cleared one that I didn't think I'd be able to clear. Yeah. So I mean, it was actually like fairly easily. Like I got over it. And I was like, okay, cool. Then, but ev- the thing is, though, it's like six to eight inches between every, every, t- every rung to go up. Yeah. And I was like, that's a big jump, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try this. I'm not gonna try this. Uh, but I tried it the next time that I went because our friend JJ was there, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I almost ate it. I posted on social media. You can go see it at Taylor Schroll on Instagram or on Twitter. Uh, boy, I almost ate it. I got one foot up. And just like, and I had to jump off. It was so funny. Like it was just like mm-hmm. I, I, I went from this huge like I had just beaten my own personal record, and then immediately failed. <laughs> See, this is actually very interesting because most people wouldn't brag about how high they jump in the gym, but this is different for you because you are a large man. Mm-hmm. So if I were to see you bench press or squat a lot of weight, I'd be like, of course, he's a large man. But when I saw that video of you jumping, I was like, what is this? This is amazing. That whole mass of humanity went from the ground to that high. It was very genuinely impressive. You were as surprised as I was that your hobbly was good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wasn't expecting a lot, but whoa, look at that. But here's the thing, though, is that like, and like John makes fun of me more than anybody about this in particular, but like, it's so funny to me what people... I I realized something recently. Everybody on the internet knows me for doing the talky talk. So like doing the Mm -hmm. radio and speaking and that sort of thing. Not many know that like I have a music degree. Like I'm a trained musician and I like travel the country to lead people in in praise and worship and and music. And people don't know that. And then a lot of people on like not from my hometown don't know me as an athlete as well. So it's, it's so funny that you and I are close and it's like, Anthony, like I was, I went to like the NFL combine. Like I was good at stuff. <laughs> you told you you tell me this. You tell me this. These are words that you use. But I'm like, ah, Taylor, what a silly bearded man. And I was like, oh, hey, look at that. Maybe he wasn't uh, like like me at 255 pounds at the least mm-hmm. athletic I've ever been. Still jumps higher than you at whatever your best <laughs> your best was. Maybe, maybe. Oh, okay. But uh, the whole the whole thing. Is uh, I wanted to, to talk. I this is what I almost brought up at the end of the last segment, but we had to end it okay. perfectly. But we can bring right, it in right. now because it's also about failing. So mm. we've all been in, uh, you know, away from church for some amount of time. Not you, like you, you're required to go. But like we, everybody's been away for like some people started going back a, a week ago. Some people haven't gone back at all. Some people started going back a month ago. Some people were like, I, I don't think masks are real, and they went back, you know, like the first day or whatever. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what's going on. So I, uh, I, I had racked up lots and lots of sins. I, I, I have not gone longer than like a month or two with confession since like high school. Like wow. maybe there was a time that was longer than like two, maybe three months. I can't remember a time. So I've gone around once a month or every two months my entire adult life. And mm-hmm. since I think I went you know, like early March or end of February because I was going about once a month. Sure. And then it stopped for a couple months, and then yeah. I just didn't go back, right? Well, I went to confession on Saturday. Ooh. And I think because because like confession is my personal favorite sacrament, mm-hmm. uh, because I'm a t- dirty, rotten sinner, it's really nice to just go get rid of it. It's real, real, real good. Uh, <laughs> so, but I think because I'd gotten out of it, and like I had, like accumulated a lot of sins and like committed new ones. Like I invented new oh, sins yeah, for that myself, feels gross. you know, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, because mm-hmm. of quarantine and stress and everything that had happened. And I was like, ugh. So I like for the first time, like I. 
a lot of people like really struggle to go to confession. Like they, I, I don't like, it's just not one of the things that I struggle because I love it so much. I'm like, I got yeah, a clean yeah, yeah. slate. Sweet. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I need that all the time. Can I do it? Does it count if I do it with my wife? Will she forget what I did too? <laughs> but um, here's the thing. I was really nervous about going and I was like, like, I mean, especially about the new ones. Cause I had never confessed to these before new sins. Okay. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I walked in and the people before me were taking like 10, 15 minutes. It was like one of those, like you sign up to go like, it's not still not open confessions at this parish. Okay. You have to like register to go. And I think they just do it by time. It's not like the exact time, but it's like, we just want six or seven people here and then they close it off. So yeah. uh, this couple went, they each took like 10 to 15 minutes. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh boy. Like it's not, I wasn't like on them. I was like, this priest is like digging into stuff, which, you know, he has time to, I guess. Sure. Like, okay, fine. I go in there and I'm like, he's about to give me this long lesson and lecture. And I like, I know that you're a priest, so you've like had your confession heard multiple times. I don't know if you have this experience as a priest though, but it's like, I don't remember a thing a priest tells me in the confessional because I'm so freaking nervous. <laughs> Just make my sins go away so I can leave. <laughs> Usually when I go to confession, I have a regular confessor now, but in seminary, I would go to a bunch of different kinds of priests and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Actually, the last priest told me that too. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I mean, maybe it'll work this time. I'll try. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, buddy. Yeah. I'm always just <laughs> so, that's and I'm like, and like, if you go, like, I always, I always try to go behind the screen. It's just better for me, especially for that part. It's like, do I look at them? Do I stay looking down? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, I go to confession. I say off all of my sins. And I, I wanted to just, like, hit out the park. I started with the new ones. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, just, just it. got it out there just to kind of throw them off balance a little bit to see if it – Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, you know how long my confession took? About two minutes. I, I just laid it all oh. out there. He was like yeah. – uh, just, just remember that the Father loves you and he is merciful. Mm. For your penance, say uh, uh, four Hail Marys for these four things. Uh, say you're active contrition. He, he said my sins were gone, and then I left. And I was like, "What?" <laughs> and then, yeah. and I felt so good. But then I was like, "What did that married couple do?" <laughs> he just knocked on the door. Wait, why did they take so long? Tell me, priest man. No. Uh, oh man. Yeah, yeah. Even this is the thing that I, I think about, and I keep going back. The one thing. It's tough because I remember times where the priest has given me like brilliant spiritual insights and advice. I remember times that a priest has given me like terrible insights or not advice, has just yelled at me. I remember being like really relieved when someone just said three Hail Marys, go about your business. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. So it's always try difficult to kind of tell what person needs what. So it's a very tricky kind of thing to figure out. Well, he didn't have any qualms with just getting me in and out, and I appreciated that. That's beautiful. I love it. So, uh, Father Anthony, you're a a brilliant Mm -hmm. theologian. So if you go to confession for the first time Mm -hmm. in a long time, you've been locked out of something for a while. So what does that unlock for you? Uh, I mean, you've been locked out of something, and then it's been unlocked. I mean, you get grace and forgiveness in confession. Yep, there was something that I could partake in now that I couldn't partake in before. Oh, the Eucharist. The Eucharist, yeah, the, the nut cracker. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was going to make a cracker joke, but I was like, nah. <laughs> yes, so, yes. Uh, so that also happened this weekend. Saturday I went to confession. Ooh. So here's the thing, and and this is this is probably an unpopular take, but it's how I feel, and that's my job mm. to share on this. This um, is what you do. Yeah. Uh, you make me want to leave the one I'm with. That's another joke for people. And you know who that artist was a contemporary of? 
Nickelback. Everything goes back to Nickelback. Not even doing it on purpose. Um, yep. So, with with like in-person mass, there was one thing where it was like, okay, there's not the obligation to go. So I didn't have the obligation to go in person. And for a very long time, like for let's 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 just make it even round numbers. It was about three months where I yeah. did not feel safe going to church. Like I didn't want sure. to go get, get sick. It wasn't like it, it, there wasn't pain of, of sin for not going. I'm just I'm just going to pray my own way. Um, sure. And then but then about a, for about a month, for about the last month. I was like, I am feeling the urge to go to mass, even though it's not like required with the pain of sin yet. Um, but I haven't gone to confession, so I can't mm-hmm. receive Jesus. Right. So the best part about going to mass is receiving Jesus. The second best part is not going to hell because you didn't go to mass. <laughs> So when I couldn't participate in both of those things, neither of those right. pertained to me. I just yes. didn't go for a month. And it made mm-hmm. me, it like added to the guilt and it made me feel bad and all of these things. And then I, I finally went to mass and, and here was my take. A lot of people are like, I finally went back to, to mass and it was wonderful. Or I finally received Jesus and I cried. I went back and it was the longest I'd ever worn a mask at once. And all I could think about was how I was struggling breathing. And like, I'm, I'm not saying I'm anti-mask. Like I wear the mask. It's fine. It's fine. But I have asthma. <laughs> yeah. And the kind of mask that I have, I don't think there's any breathe holes in it. It's stopping right, every right. germ. It's also stopping any air from coming in. And I didn't, and like, <laughs> I didn't learn I this till you. the second reading. <laughs> and you found out <laughs> I'm going to receive the Eucharist and then die today. No. Uh, and also the thing like with a beard and you have a much nicer beard than I do. It gets kind of gnarly if you wear a mask for too long with that beard on there too. So my, but, my uh, beard yeah. started, it curled up over the mask. And then oh, I, you get the beard bend. Yeah. And then the I worst. went to dinner with the new priest and my beard is yeah. just like, it looks like a, a wave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I went to mass. It was really nice. Like it was really nice to receive Jesus. It was really nice just to like be physically back in a church. And yeah. it like, what was good about it? Like, th- I guess what was bad about it is that like, I was thinking not, not the mass, but my experience at it was that like, I was thinking it was going to be this whole big thing. It's like, I'm going to feel God at mass for the first time in not just the months that I've been gone, like months before that. And sure. I really didn't, but it was really nice to be back in a church. Like it, it, it calmed me down. It made me feel at home. It made me feel peaceful. Um, and it was just really nice to be somewhere that I've been before all this every week of my life <laughs> since I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It just felt like I just felt like I was at home and relaxing, except that I was also struggling to breathe. <laughs> right, right, right. But I think there's something very Taylor Schroll about the fact that you were at this very holy place and you got distracted by a little thing. I feel like in that way, it's very also on brand. Well, here's, here's the thing, though is uh, I also saw a quote-unquote discourse. Everybody's saying it's discourse, and all that really means is it's people yelling on the internet. There's no, there's not yes, actual correct. discourse. No. Um, but they were talking about, like, the, the like, people, you know, people who kneel while, or uh, their, their butts touch the pew while they kneel are going to hell, you know? Like, you're not holy enough. Like, you're not, wow. you can't sacrifice yeah, for Jesus. Them. And, like, mm-hmm. here's the thing. 
Uh, if, if, if like I, I will kneel without my butt touching whenever I am in a scenario where I am the role model. Like when I'm the campus minister and I'm at school mass, I'll do it. I have a really big belly. And, like here's the thing: I have a really big belly, so it makes it hard to hard to kneel. I like I'm 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 I pray much better when I am comfortable. That is true. Yeah, sure. It is probably a negative thing, but it is true. So the thing that was interesting about this weekend's mass is that I was not comfortable at all, but. I was also able to, for the first time in a long time, do the thing that people tell me to do and just offer my sacrifice as part of this sacrifice. And I was actually able yeah. to do that because it was like, like, you know, like kneeling and not wanting to kneel is a small thing. Not being able to breathe is kind of a big deal, though. <laughs> that is a bigger deal. Yes, that is. That is a bigger deal. And then deal. I felt like I was going to be shunned. Like there were certain times I literally had to take my mask off and just go. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> and I felt terrible about it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, wait. I mean, can I talk about this just for a second? Because the idea that you should suffer at mass is a stupid idea. Oh. Like the point, the point, the point of kneeling is to show reverence for uh, the holiness that's in front of you, uh, with the presence of Christ in the Word on the altar, most especially in the Blessed Sacrament. Right? It's not so that you hurt. Like that's a dumb thing. And this is like there is time for penance. There's a time to do things that are difficult in order to train ourselves in virtue and to offer, you know, spiritual sacrifice. But at the same time, you're also at the wedding feast of the lamb. There's no fasting when you're at the wedding feast of the lamb. So, like, the idea that, like, because you don't kneel or whatever, it, it's it's just in people – a lot of people try to say holy things, but what they're actually saying is stupid because they haven't thought things out very well. And it's very easy to that, – that's that stuff sort of – bothers me now indeed if you feel uncomfortable kneeling but you want to kneel anyway to kind of offer jesus something extra sure good that's fine but as soon as soon as you're looking around and trying to see if other people are kneeling or not or how they're kneeling that then then you should go right to confession for judging people at mass because you're stupid sorry you're being stupid you are a beloved child of god Uh, uh, (laughs) here's what i need i need you to come yeah. and, and just come visit me and we'll go to okay. mass together, but you'll have to go to a separate mass because during communion, I don't want you to focus at all. I just want you to be there to say everything you just said to Karen McPherson sitting behind me, tapping me on the shoulder and telling me to get up because that's happened many oh. times. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll preach that homily. No problem. If I knew that was a problem, I would, Oh my goodness. I don't hold back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just be normal. Can we all just be normal? Like so many people haven't been to mass in so long. Just let them go to mass. Mind your own business. <laughs> you know, you know it's not Jeez. normal. What? We just did a 30-minute segment. That's not normal for us. But it was good. We got a lot of things off our chest. We're going to come back here for just a few minutes for our last segment. I have a bunch of – it's actually perfect. I have a bunch of just random things that will not make an entire segment that are just sentences we'll talk about for about a minute or two each, and then we'll be done. How's that? All right. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Uh, Father Anthony, we are having fun over on the YouTubes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, so we, we changed it up. Like how the show is now is that instead of being one long show, we're doing it just in the segment. So if you just wanted to catch a segment or try it out on YouTube, it's much uh, smaller and shorter amounts of time now. YouTube.com slash Forte Catholic. And it's not just the show. I'm trying to do three videos um, that aren't the show or like th- w- the show every week. And then I'm trying to do a singing video every week. And then just kind of like a quick hit, hey, here's what I'm thinking by the end of the week. Uh, it would be really helpful to me if you, you could subscribe uh, and maybe check it out. Maybe, maybe you like it, maybe you don't. But a lot of people who have been podcast listeners for a long time 
are now listening over on YouTube and enjoying it. So go check it out. And you can see how ridiculous Father Anthony looks and realize that I'm not a jerk, that I start literally every show with him by saying that because he looks insane. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. Before we move into our five-minute segment that <laughs> we left, we had a great conversation about mass and confession, and uh, Father Anthony also failed and then won brilliantly. Good job. Uh, it, it, was, it was a long recap. If you missed it, you can always find it on YouTube or podcast if you were listening there on the radio. Okay. Um, we had... Here's the thing. <laughs> Episode 200 is next week. And wow. We had very big plans for this. I was going to go, I, I had this grand idea. I was coming to see you, and then I added a trip up to go see Jonathan Blevins. And I was going to hang out with John for a couple of days, and then come hang out with you, and then go to your brother's wedding. And then over the course of seven days, every single part of that fell apart. Like, it, no. for many different reasons. Flights, and COVID, and, and family stuff, and school stuff, and I, everything fell apart, and it made me sad. So yeah. everything we had planned, it was supposed to be an in-person show for episode 200 and it's not going to happen. <laughs> so now we got to go back to the drawing board. I have another idea and I think it will work. So okay. uh, stay tuned for next week. We may or may not do something cool. Okay. <laughs> Is that every week? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just a regular show. Yeah. All right. Let's see if you get this joke. We, we, we really okay. have, it's really a five minute segment. I'm just going to throw these things at you and you're going to react and then we're going to move on. <laughs> Okay. Uh, okay. Saint Ignatius. Saint Ignatius, the only saint to be canonized twice. Great. Yes, there's two Saint Ignatius. Is that what you're talking nope, about? No, no, no. Think about it. Ignatius. Saint Ignatius of Loyola was canonized twice. Oh, he got hit with he a cannonball. He got hit with a cannonball. And then he was canonized. <laughs> <laughs> it's the greatest joke ever. It's the greatest joke ever. We don't have time to explain it. If you're laughing right now, you're welcome. If not, you have homework from today's Swift Catholic. Go look at the story of St. Ignatius Loyola and then pray a little bit. Okay. Um, also, on the on the uh, you were talking about uh, we, one of the words that you gave me earlier was lamp. And we talked about Anchorman where it's like, Brick, are you just picking up things in the room and saying that you love them? Yeah. And I started thinking about the word love and the word like in our language because mm -hmm. like think about it whenever you're dating. Like whenever we were younger, like was less than love. I like this person, I like this person, I like this person, I love this person, right? Like yeah. I like them, I'm kind of interested in them. I really like them, I'm dating them. I really 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 like you is like you're about to say I love you. And then you say I love you and that's the big thing, right? I yeah. realize that it's flipped now that we're older. Yes, I love my family, but I don't like my family, right? Where, like, <laughs> like has become a bigger thing. So, like, whenever, you, whenever I tell my wife or my kids, it's like, I'm required to love you, but I really like you. That means more than saying you love them, and we've broken the English language, and we've broken the word love. Yeah, so I think it's like uh, real love demands a lot. What was that? Of I, oh, I, I, were you just listing off all the vowels? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I only got five minutes. Let me say my piece. So, uh, uh, love requires a lot of sacrifice, and when you grow older, you learn that. When you have a family, my goodness, you learn that. So your family is not always for you; you are for your family. But there's those moments when both your family and you are getting something out of it. It's like, oh, I like this too. So it it, it does. It kind of makes sense. I get it. I love my parishioners. <laughs> 
I don't always like them so much. Right. And like I say that all the time. It's like I love Catholicism. I just don't like Catholics. Like, I mean, like it's, <laughs> it's, it's the craziest thing. And I just realized like yeah. love, you know, and the great, you know, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is like. <laughs> <You're> like <laughs> <laughs> We've broken Catholicism with the English language. And it's crazy yeah. because all of you listening are like, yes, that makes complete sense. And also it mm-hmm. makes no sense at all. Just in your prayer life journal, Jesus, do you like me or do you like like me? Right. <laughs> That'll be your prayer exercise Check for today. yes or no. You know who he was a contemporary of? Uh, Nickelback. Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last. Best show ever. Last one. We've got we've got one minute left, and I'm going to tell the story. Uh, a, a mutual friend of ours uh, whose name is Casper. He's not a ghost. Uh, I went to his wedding. Uh, not his wedding. His wedding was in April, but they like postponed the party until about a week ago. So I drove up there, and like almost no one was there. But I mean, none of the, like, I mean, like percentage wise, like the people that were going to be there before COVID. Anyway, like there was just a small group of people, and I realized once I got there, I I knew him, and I knew one of my friends, and my friend's wife, and I realized mm-hmm. that one of they were all up in the wedding party table, and I went to this dinner. I drove to Dallas. <laughs> Went to this dinner, and I knew absolutely no one. And people kept coming up to me and saying, like, oh, how are you connected? Who are you? And I'm like, how do you know the bride and groom? It's like, well, I've never met the bride. Literally the first time I ever saw her was when she walked down the stairs in her entrance to the party. And the groom... This is the second time I've met him in person because we play video games together. And we've and I did the math. We've spent about 750 hours together, but only seen each other in person twice. So it was one of the weirder experiences of my life, but I extroverted and I had a grand time for four hours. So if you can make friendships over video games, you should you should be able to email paperwork for marriage. There I it think is! That's Sports Catholic for this week. I'll be back next week with maybe something cool. Say it! Oh,